Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. It's almost Valentine's Day, which is why we're talking about love and marriage and baby carriages. Well, we didn't actually talk about that, but... Um, so, so, does your husband get you a big old heart-shaped box of chocolates? Oh, hell no. <laughs> my cousin not. did one time, who was my age, roughly, she's a little bit older, she brought me a beautiful box of red, red Godiva chocolate box. It was yummy. I mean, I love me some Godiva chocolate, and I do love chocolate. I do and love I might go the day after Valentine's and get uh-huh, something. Uh-huh, when everything is, is yeah. on sale. But, and... My husband probably would get me chocolates. If you told him to? If I would let it happen, but I just cannot stand Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Tell me how come. Because as a former marketer and as an intelligent female, I hate the thought of a man or anybody being guilted (laughs) into doing something. And I would see these commercials... Every kiss begins with K. Go get her a diamond. You've got her a diamond? Now go get her a diamond necklace. (laughs) And I just couldn't stand that thought. It's like if somebody wants to date me and love me, they shouldn't have to have a day to know when to do it. Well, uh, I will accept all of that premise about Valentine's Day, but and think you know, of Saint Valentine. Well, and I, the massacre. I just think about well, oh, the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Right. Yeah. Well. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, and I guess I'm just going to go right to ancient Rome and talk about Lupercalia. Yes. And that was all about you know fertile women standing almost naked yes. in the street, while naked men ran past and switched them with special switches. Special switches. Special switches that make them more fertile. Yes. So, yeah, I guess I should hate Valentine's Day, shouldn't I? But I just think it's sweet. I love a conversation heart. I love them. When I worked in the bookstore, I would decorate the window with all these conversations. I did it for several years, conversation hearts in different sizes. And the damn Like the little candies? Yeah, the little candies. And the damn young'uns would come in, and they'd climb in the window, and we would find those little young'uns sitting in the window eating candy. Eating candy. And their parents were off looking at whatever the bestseller was. Gotcha. And they'd go, Barbara? Barbara? Where's Barbara? Don't, have you seen Barbara? And we'd look in the window. Barbara would be sitting there with a book on her lap. That and, a be, and a sugar coma. And a sugar coma. And her little pink all around her mouth because she'd been eating all those conversation arts. Well, I mean, the candy's nice. And I'll tell you this. When I was a young child... I loved Valentine's Day because I'd go get, we'd go pick out some Valentine's from the drugstore Mm -hmm. and they'd come in a box of like 25 or 50. If you were lucky, you'd have to have 50 (laughs) and you'd have to cut them out and, you know, and I would cut them out and I'd write in every one of them and I'd put a little lollipop (laughs) in the envelope or something and give them out at school. And you'd have to decorate a little Mm shoebox for your Valentine's to go. And I'd, I'd... Adored that. Yes. And we some, should do that again. I think we should. We should figure out how to do that for grown-ups. We should. We should just do it well, that's anyway. Right. That's and right. Here you go, so-and-so. Take this. Take this. 
I love you. Here's your lollipop. That's right. You I have, like it. That's right. You have to enjoy this token of my affection. Here, take it, damn it. Well, what if you had some of those cannabis lollipops? Then you could give people those. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money to no, spend. I, what do those things cost? I don't know. I've never bought any of that stuff. I don't live in Colorado. Well... <laughs> Isn't it, le- oh, well, CBD lollipops are, are... Oh, yeah, well... And do you know they have, well, of course, they have anything with CBD in it now, but I saw some honey sticks, you know, honey sticks like you use for tea, mm-hmm. that are CBD-infused honey sticks, oh, and I wow. thought, well, wait a minute, if I'm drinking black tea for the caffeine, and I get some <laughs> CBD, right. are they going to fight? <laughs> Am I going like, to be I don't know whether to be caffeinated or relaxed. That's then. right. <laughs> or I don't just know. that sounds funny to me. I don't know. I, I it's in everything though. I bet you you can find Valentine candy with CBD oil in it. You can find CBD now everywhere. Yeah. In a gas station yeah. that sells candy and in all kinds of unreliable well, places. Yeah, I was in the Walgreens today, and there was some CBD thing in the Walgreens. Really? I was like, what? I know. I saw some CBD wrinkle cream, and I thought, wrinkle Man, cream. <laughs> if I was doing a whole lot of CBD or cannabis or whatever, I probably wouldn't care if there's wrinkles. I probably wouldn't. Well, I, as far because as I, I know, <laughs> as far as I know, CBD doesn't get you high. No, that's correct. And it's that's just what the I understand. It's just real, the medicinal yeah, the, it, So it'll like it fixes pain quite a bit. Yes. Because now I use I use a CBD salve. Uh-huh. On some of my on my hands because my hands hurt all the time, uh-huh. and I think it does work. But boy, I, I if you had told me twenty years ago that I would be using that and and you, little old ladies, little ninety five year old ladies, oh, I got me some salve. It's so good on my wrists. It's what is it, Grandma? Well, it's some initials. I can't remember some CBD. Yeah, <laughs> she's got some CBD. She's Smoking a joint. Who knows what grandmas are going to be doing in the future? I don't know. You don't know. Is that granny with a bong? <laughs> <laughs> granny looks weird with that bong. How you doing, granny? I'm good. I'm mighty hungry. You got some cornbread? <laughs> Honey, like granny's got the munchies. Granny's got the munchies. Oh, that's funny. Well, you know, Craig, please cut this out coming up, okay? <laughs> but... We used to have this running joke about this porno series that we found out about called Granny Was a <laughs> Oh, no, I'm looking it over right now. Oh, you, you might not oh watch this. <laughs> but it was a running joke. Sorry, Craig, I just had to tell her. And so every now oh and then, God. Craig and I will still bring Craig it up. Yeah. Granny Was a <laughs> I tell you, some of them have been. Too much CBD. Well, I just, you know... <laughs> some some folks just got to do what they got right. to do. Granny's a lot more likely to take her clothes off in front of her friends if she's drinking than if she's doing CBD or marijuana. If she's smoking pot, she's just going to sit in front of the TV. There is so much granny, granny, granny porn? porn. Oh, my God. Grandma porn is a thing. <laughs> well, we are talking about love right now, aren't we? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I just, I don't, I don't even. You don't cotton to that, do you? I I can't even wrap my my head around it. I wonder if there's grandpa porn. Oh, well, I don't know. (laughs) Well, wait, let me find out. Grandpa's a, what, if grandma's, granny's a horse, what is grandpa? I'd just say grandpa porn. (laughs) She's looking it up. (laughs) Grandpa, how about grandpa? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Craig, please cut all of this out. I just, I, I can't even. <laughs> I need to find the YouTube videos. <laughs> God. Uh, oh. I need to find the YouTube videos of the submissive chicken. Have you ever heard of submissive no. chicken? <laughs> you do way more porn than I do. Burger King, submissive. for a while, they just, I guess they were eating mushrooms or doing too much CBD or marijuana themselves in the marketing department because for a while Burger King was doing all of this just weird stuff. And one of the things that they did when the internet first went to broadband was they had this thing called submissive chicken. So you go to the website and a, and a person dressed like a chicken sitting on a couch would be there and you could type in a command. You could say, touch your nose or kick your leg or flap your wings. And the person would get the, the chicken suit, would get the command and would stand up and do it. And oh my people Lord. were fascinated with this. And it was all kind of, under the radar. I, mean, I know they must have had some marketing campaign about it. Well, it was actually called the subservient chicken. Oh, that's chicken. right. Subservient chicken, not but submissive chicken. But either way, this chicken. is just... And it's because of their logo of Have It Your Way. Okay. Stand, <laughs> stand up and dance, chicken. And it was. That's just crazy. It was weird. Well, and uh, yeah. I showed it to Craig one day because I heard about it first. And I went to his home. And I was you telling went to him Craig's about home? it. Yeah, I was at Craig's home. And, oh, <laughs> what did you click on? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, my God. And oh. I showed him the subservient chicken oh video, and it infected his computer with spyware. <laughs> and his oh wife God. came home, you know, and she was like, what the hell, Craig? <laughs> Such a good friend. <laughs> You're awful. It will twist your brain. Ooh, I just saw things that, that my little eyes should not have seen. Watch me. I'm just deleting the history right Are now. Are you? I don't, even, I don't even want to know. There's the AccuWeather. It's going. Yeah. All that other stuff. Oh, Lord. You're going to no. get a call from your from your cell phone provider. That's want, right. Wanting to know what's going My on. My ISP is uh, is run by a beautiful group of Baha'i people. They'll be like, mm, what is our witch friend doing now? Oh, oh, my. Oh, dear. <laughs> Uh, you just led me down the garden path I'm that day. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. Well, we we shouldn't act like it doesn't exist. I know, but and, you know, even back in the day, porn existed. Oh yeah. Well, think about all those things like in the twenties, where you could see that a girl would show all of her legs or her ankle. Up. Remember that was a shocking. I say so remember. Shocking. Yes, we remember. Like we were you know, there. We've been married for almost <laughs> seventy years. God. As if we were I, there in the roaring 30s. Or I whatever. don't even know how I can get over it. Well, there's that, uh, that funny thing, that social media thing with, uh, oh, 1720, plague. 1820, plague. 1920, <laughs> plague. 2020. All right, well, I guess I'm ready. <laughs> and then here comes the, what is it, coronavirus. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, plague. Interesting. I'm gonna have to look that up. And Corona. See. I keep calling it a Corolla virus because I drive a Corolla. Oh yeah, Corona. Because the Corona like beer, the beer company oh, yeah. had to come out with a tweet about it. Oh no! Did they really disassociating themselves with the virus 
and explain it because people are that ignorant. Well, and, and this is where I want to go off into political realm. Speaking of ignorant right. people, but it I'm not going to. People gonna being stupid myself. and mean. I'm I'm tired of meanness. Yeah. But the problem is when people are mean to other people, then I get mean to them, and that's bad too. That's just using meanness to try to get what you want. And what I want is for people not acting mean, and then I act mean. What's the point of that? Right. Well, the point is, are you reacting to it, or are you putting a stop to stuff? Yeah. Because that's you and I have a different sort of responsibility, as far as I'm concerned. And a lot of our contemporaries, a lot of the women that we run with, we have to hold ourselves to a different standard. Yes. Because people well, we hold do. us to a different yeah, standard. We, we, we don't have to, but we yeah. do hold ourselves to a different standard. Well, I, feel I, like, I kind of feel like it's, it's because of my role in society, because of my grandma's down the line and my ancestors yeah. and what they've been through. Yeah. I feel like I do have a certain role as as far as that goes. And when I see people and they're just thoughtless and they shouldn't be so dumb at their age and with their life experience and, and they're just making these, you know, terrible divisive statements for really no reason other than they're in a mood. They're in a mood and then... I guess at some point, even if they realize that they're being hurtful mm -hmm. and stubborn, they just double down on right, it. Right, right. Like, well, I just said it. If you can't deal with right. it, you know, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Right, but who well, gets the phone calls about it? Uh, we do. We do. The people who get hurt. Yep. The people yep. who are upset. How many times have you had to answer a call in the middle of the night from somebody who's upset or had a disaster or mm -hmm. something? And so I'm not trying to say that. We're something special, and no, we're the only no. people who can be relied on. No, and it's but not true. But in, yeah. in history, though, shows us that a certain type of female is the person that gets called on yes. when things are yeah. bad. And so sometimes you just have to put an end to it. Sometimes you just have to stop the bleeding. Yeah. And that's where Bane work comes in. That's right. Well, and sometimes you don't have to get even. You don't even have to be mad. You just have to be done. You just have to end it. And that's that's called setting good boundaries. And and women especially are not very good with True boundaries. Enough. And we let our boundaries be kind of rubbery so that, well, I absolutely, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Well, but so-and-so so. did it. And I can kind of understand because, you know, they're taking care of their sick husband or blah, 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 blah. I've just got to the place where I, I'm trying to be understanding of why a person behaves a certain way, but still not tolerate it. Right. If it, if it doesn't affect you directly. You know, but that's what I'm saying. That's the difference between reacting to something yeah. and, and making a decision about it and doing something about yeah. it. Yeah. And that's where I am is I'm not going to let those people who disagree with me or who do something that I don't like... I'm not going to let them get to me. No, gosh, me either. There's just no point mm -mm. in it. Nope, nope. They're the ones really acting out and making a fool of themselves. Well, I and got... So, you speaking know, of I, love. I, yeah, <laughs> speaking of love. Love, love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got on the wrong side of some fairly popular people in my community, my larger community, a few years ago, and they were all about, well, how dare she behave that way or say that way or not say what I told her to say. Well, well, we'll just destroy her career. And when I heard about that, because, of course, they didn't have the balls to say it to my face. When I heard about that, I went, 
I'm a multi-generational Appalachian subsistence farmer. What the hell else can you do to me? <laughs> so you gonna take that from me? Okay, here we go. Let's see how that works. Take that little piece of land, scratching out. That's right. Just see what happens out. to you when you scratching do. Scratching out my tiny tobacco allotment. <laughs> All right, let's see. Do you remember, do you, did you go see any of the Star Trek movies? Oh, yes, ma'am. So in Star Trek V... The, <laughs> Star Trek V, the movie, uh, the, one of the first scenes has this this alien on his desert, in the desert with a hoe. And it looks just like a hoe from here, U.S. And he's hoeing and hoeing and hoeing. And at one point, they, they're trying to get him to go with them. And he says, I can't. I said, well, why not? He says, it's all I got. This is all oh, I got. Oh, all I got is this little hoe and this little bit of dirt. That's exactly, that's all some folks have. And well, a lot of folks don't even have that. Well, and a lot of people are very proud of what they have. Yep. I remember my grandmother, I think, her brother lived in New York, and he was very fancy and all that. And he would look, they'd go out to Cherokee, and they'd, he'd look at these little tar paper shacks and go, well, that's just a shame. Well, it's that awful little house that person has to live in, blah, blah. And my grandmother say, you know what? That person in that little bit of shack owns that whole damn mountain up in behind there, so don't you feel so sorry for him? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. I remember the first time I met Ted Phillips in Robbinsville, and his family at the time was one of the most wealthy families in the area. I mean, in the big area. And uh, he was, I want to say he was wearing blue jeans, maybe driving some old truck or something that came in the diner. And he looked just like any of the other construction workers. There was something a little different about him in the way that he carried himself, I'll mm. admit, and the mm. way he conversated. Yeah. But he basically did look like everybody else. And he was a multimillionaire is what I found out afterwards. Yeah. You know, his whole family was. His mother was Laura Phillips was her name. Mm-hmm. And she used to have a thing called the Rolling Store. Oh, what's that? It was a grocery store on wheels. And I don't know if she had donkeys or horses. But she would, it was a carriage back behind them, and she would go around from town to town to town to town and sell products. So when I was growing up, there was a store there in Robbinsville called Phillips. Uh, Phillips Grocery Store was the grocery store, Uh and there was a Phillips Supply, which was the hardware store, yeah, yeah. and Phillips Motel, which was the motel. Oh my gosh, they had their fingers in all the pies. And Phillips Restaurant, which is where I worked. Oh, uh uh-huh. You know, and it was an interesting family, and it was an interesting place to work, and Laura, they called her Laurie. Uh, With, you know, the southern accent, Laurie Phillips. Laurie Phillips. Laurie Phillips. And she, she was a very independent woman, and she really oh, yeah. kind of, as far as I know, she was one of the ones, or maybe the person who helped the family get financially where they were. Huh. I, I remember a story, and I'll tell this story, and then I'll shut up with stories. But the diner was no, located, won't. no, I know I won't. <laughs> so, so the diner was located right here on Main Street, and directly beside it was the motel. Uh-huh. And just like so many people did in the 50s and 60s, the motel had a home built into it. So yes. the Phillipses would live there in the motel yeah. and run yeah. it. Well, after her husband died, she lived there by herself. And I can't remember if I'm telling you this correctly or not, but it was either after, I think it was after, no, I'll take it back, 
When her husband and her were still there, someone broke in and tied them up and robbed them at gunpoint. Oh, how awful. Because back in the day, in the motel, they would never close their doors. They yeah. never locked the doors. Because yeah. why would you lock the doors? Even if you weren't a motel, why would you lock your door at night? Yeah. You yeah. Know? And so they were tied up, and of course they were terribly scared, and I don't know if they were hurt or not. But the reason I tell you this is because here was this beautiful rock motel. It was made out of native stone. Mm. So it was really pretty. And it was, looked like it was just back in the 1950s, except it had this big, gleaming bank window. Oh, and how they re- nice. They replaced their living room window with a bank window huh. so that they could lock their doors and people could check in and out without them having to mm-hmm. open their doors. And yeah. I thought, well, that's practical. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. That was Phillips Motel. That was the one huh. that had all the dead animals uh, stuffed around the walls and all oh. the dead fish and <laughs> all the pictures of the boar and the deer and all that stuff. Hey, one of our listeners sent me a note on Facebook to say that up where she lives, which is near uh, Mammoth Cave, up in there, that there is a museum that's filled with like 2,000 stuffed animals. Boy. No, I'm not toys. Taxidermied animals. And we have got to go. we got to go see it. And it's called like the, I don't know, Kentucky Wild Animal Museum, something like that. Anyway, we'll find it. God, we got so many things. We're going to get on the road one day, y'all. And just never come and back. And we're just going to be, we'll be like, oh, let's go to the Pink Cadillac Diner. Oh, here we are. I love this place. <laughs> and y'all just have to hear about it. You'll be hip to hear That's about exactly what we're eating right. and everything else. Because there we go. Back to food. Back to food. So we can tie food to love somehow. Love is food and food is love. Except if it's a chicken leg popsicle. And that <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about my relationship with Ooh. my mother, doesn't it? Yeah. Sadly, yeah. Well, food is loved in the South. It is. And food is, is love in the South. It is. Because and, I can't well, imagine a, a good Southern woman not having a pot of coffee and a pot of beans. Yes. Ready to and go. And maybe some cake. And always cornbread. Yeah. Yep. Always. Always. Because it, I mean, and it's the most ancient thing, this idea of hospitality. Hospitality. If somebody comes in your house, whether they will take what you offer or not is immaterial, you are obligated to say, why don't you come on in and sit down? Can I get you something to drink? You want some coffee? Want some sweet tea? Mm -hmm. Are you hungry? Have you eaten something today? And... To this very day, people laugh at me. They look at my refrigerator. You've seen my refrigerator. Yes, I have. And there's always enough food in there that I, if somebody came over, I could feed them yep. immediately yep. out of my refrigerator and with the microwave. I wouldn't have to cook anything. And that's the way it always, well, with that exception of the microwave, that's the way it used to be. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, we grew up on stories that reinforce that value system. Like, do you remember uh, Stone Soup? Yes, yes. That was one of my favorite stories. Yeah, that's and a good one. Yeah, I like that story. We'll have to find a, a reference to it or a link and yeah. put it up there on the podcast. Well, and often we would talk about there'd be that favorite thing that so-and-so always brought to the family reunion oh, yeah. or cover dish supper or whatever. And and we would then we'd talk about, well, you know, anytime you went over to Aunt So-and-so's house, she always had that wonderful spice cake. You remember that wonderful spice cake she made with the boiled frosting? Oh, my gosh. And then it starts that chain of memory. 
that holds the culture together, it holds families together, because we just pass it down. You might not even ever have that boiled frosting recipe, and you might not even remember eating that, but it becomes a legend. So-and-so's banana mm -hmm. pudding or yeah. sweet tea or whatever. What was your what What is your specialty when you go to a family thing? What do you have one that they want you to bring? Oh gosh, I don't go to those kind of family things anymore. I, my family's pretty much all died out. Mm -hmm. But I guess I used to bring. Um, I don't know. I used to bring always fried chicken. I was not very good at it, <laughs> but I always brought fried chicken. It was a labor of love. And then banana pudding and deviled eggs. Those are my big things. You now. make some good deviled eggs. Well, thank Unusual. You. Thank you. But very good. I make them very simple because there's too many people who go, I don't like onions in it, but I don't like this in it. Like if I was making deviled eggs for me, they'd have a little bit of pickle in them. They'd have a little bit of celery. They'd have some onion. If I had any of those little tiny capers, I love little tiny capers. They'd be in there, some mayonnaise, mm -hmm. and a little tiny bit of uh, mustard because that's how great Aunt Luna did it. She had to put a little tiny bit of mustard. And I mash it all up with my hands. Oh, with your hands? I do. Ooh! Now Never nobody's going to eat my deviled eggs. No, I she do, wears gloves. I, I, sure. I wash my hands. I don't necessarily <laughs> wear gloves, but I wash my hands. I, I make a guacamole the same way. Do you? Uh-huh. I pull that avocado out of the skin and put it in. I mash it up with my hands. Did y'all... I didn't eat guacamole. I really didn't. Oh, no. I didn't know anything about I, Mexican food. And I went to graduate school in Dallas and went to a restaurant one day, and they put chips and salsa on the table. And I said, oh, I'm sorry I didn't order that. And the, <laughs> the girl just laughed, and she said, no, no, that's free. And I was like, because I, I knew I couldn't afford <laughs> no chips and salsa. Golly. <laughs> so yeah. what, Was it 19... 80 or was it 76 that the World's Fair was in Knoxville? Oh, no, that was like 82 or 83, it, something, 84 maybe. I don't know, I don't but know. It, was, in the 80s. it was a it was long time ago. And that was the first time I'd ever had egg drop soup, Chinese food at all. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't have a Chinese place out where you were? Oh, in Robbinsville? No. No. They had Phillips Diner there. Right. Well, we <laughs> had one downtown, downtown Asheville, that was the Paradise and it was a multi-generational Chinese family. Um, Paradise. Yeah. It Where was, was it at? It was right on uh, Broadway, near the square. Uh, okay. Just down from the, um, the you know, the... the Northwest Bank. Northwest Bank. Oh, the big downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we used to go there when I was... It was there for a long time because I went there when I was little. My grand, my grandfather and my mother and I would go Christmas shopping for my grandmother, and we'd meet him downtown because he worked at the barber shop downtown. And then after we did our shopping, we would go have lunch at the Paradise. At the at the uh -huh. yep. And the the old there was an old man there. I mean, I say old man; he's probably younger than I am now. <laughs> but he sat down with me. He taught me how to eat with chopsticks. Really? Mm -hmm. cool. And I still eat with chopsticks. Well, I'm I'm sure Robinsville has all that stuff now. But back oh, then yeah. we had the Black Knight Drive-In. We had Laura Phillips Restaurant, Phillips Restaurant. I was trying to think. I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd have to go to Fontana or somewhere big, Andrews or something to get something else. And then there's that Chinese restaurant. It used to be up on 1923 up north of Spruce Pine. Oh, the big one? Yeah. Was I it a big remember. giant one? Yeah, I don't remember. yeah, it had a beautiful sign right yeah. on the road. But that's been closed for a long time. My friend Sabre talks about her family 
used to live out there, and they would go to the Chinese restaurant. Well, that that was back in the day when any food that wasn't Southern cooking was just oh, exotic. exotic. Oh, my gosh, yeah. A taco was exotic. Oh, my golly, yeah. No, we did have pizza, a pizza joint. No, wait, that was West Asheville, though. It wasn't Robbinsville. Which one in West Asheville did it you was, go to? Uh, it was across the street. It's on Patton Avenue, across the street from the post office, and I guess there's a Burger King it there. Down from Pizza Inn. Right. And what's there now is like an urgent care place. Of course. Yeah, no, we <laughs> we haunted that place when I was in high school. We I were there remember all that. the time. Oh, I love oh, that place. Yeah. I thought I thought that was just it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. And there was live music sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have talked about love, and we've talked about food, which we always And music. Do, and music. And I'm sure we've said something snarky that we're going to be embarrassed about. And I bet one or the other of us, or both of us, has said something so foul, you're going to hear a crow <laughs> call over the top of it. Because we are just bad that way. But Gomez, the yard man, has left us chocolate. Oh, yes. And Valentine's Day is coming. And love is in the air. Love is in the air. Or actually, and, that's just some fog, I think. Uh, it might be, or that incense I just lit up a minute ago. So, happy Valentine's Day to you. Alicia, love you, girl. I love you, too. I hope you have a good Valentine's Day. I hope you do, too. I hope it's nothing like the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Well, that would be good. That would. I would, I would take that as a good thing. Y'all, have a good Valentine's Day and eat chocolate if that's something you'd like to and smooch somebody that wants to be smooched. That's right. Don't give up on love just because you listen to this podcast. That's right, because <laughs> we haven't given up. We've been married almost 70 years. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Oh, anyway, Lord. talk to you later. Bye, y'all. So there's just no telling what we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks because you've been on a roll, Byron. Well, I'm telling you, it's because i got one book finished and I'm writing another book, but it's Weird Mountain that does it. Is you that know, what it there's is? something up here. It makes you think. I know. It's all up in here. It's in the water or the, the <laughs> dirt or something. I don't know. But it's Weird Mountain. Well, I hope everybody... I have no idea what I hope, so... <laughs> <laughs> we hope y'all are Sorry, thinking but... where you're thinking, even if you ain't on a yeah. weird mountain. Yeah. I know I we wish... started looking around thinking, huh, weird mountain, is that where we are? It's kind of like a surreal place, isn't it? It's kind of like, <laughs> it's is like this a... real, or it's did like, I imagine this like place? It's like a very surreal place. And not, not like Brigadoon, not in a good way. <laughs> it's surreal in a very weird way. It feels comfortable to me. me Doesn't too. it feel comfortable well, to you? because we are weird. I guess you're right. We're the weird mountain gals. We ain't the clinch mountain boys. No. We're the weird mountain gals. <laughs> we'll play you some music, sing you a song. But you know what? The folks who listen to our podcast, yeah. they're the best audience ever. They are the best. I guarantee. They talk, they talk to us and tell us what they like. Yeah. It's good. The Clinch Mountain Boys couldn't have had a better audience. They really they couldn't have. But now, they might could have done a mashup of Jolene and you ain't woman enough to take my man. We can still do this We stuff. could do that. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> we need to not talk about it, though. Because <laughs> right now we've got Santa's Land. I know. The Foxfire Museum. Well, and, Mammoth Cave. And also, are, we'd C-Rock have to pay City. some royalties out to Miss Loretta Lynn 
and Miss Dolly Parton from mashing up their songs. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's you might be right. We might, especially might. when our version went double, triple, platinum. Of co- of course it would. <laughs> you know it will. Of course, viral. It'll be viral. It, kind of like pneumonia. No. Viral. <laughs> Y'all take care. Take care. We love you. See ya. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.